Welcome to the Gym Life Podcast. Welcome everybody again to the Gym Life Podcast, our second episode together. Great, my, my family member, my brother, Dr. Jim Sapani, business, ma- uh, business partner and uh, founder and owner of Gym Supplement Science. What's going on, Jim? How's it going, Mike? Good, good. So, you know, the last episode that we shot, I think went really well. We're, we're just putting it out there right now. I think some of the people who've even been viewing it, it went up yesterday. Um, it went really well. It's just us chatting like we used to, talking about the nature of how it came together, started this great brand, some of the things we do. We got into some other topics. Of course. Um, you know, that I think were really some golden eggs, as I call them, because a lot of times people, when they just listen to you, you know, it's important that they find those aha moments. And fortunately, I was, I think, one of the first people to kind of do that and have that opportunity. And uh, so, you know, want to get us back talking again. So, and, and specific about some topics I think are really important. Um, so it's, uh, I think this is going to be a good one. Yeah, well, you know, it's always my pleasure uh, to talk about science. So, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, and, and science based on the, and the thing that you say about that, because we've talked about this before, mm-hmm. you know, science has its own application when of people course. hang their hats on science. And the unique thing about you is you've always blended the science, but not just hang on the science. It's also the, the application, right? right. The actual you want to talk about that just real world? quick? Sure, yeah. yeah. So that, you know, that a lot of times you find these experts and, um, typically I, you know, I won't, I, I won't name any names, but typically they look like a scientist. They don't look right. like somebody who spent any time in the gym. Right. And the problem there is because they don't really have a strong gym background. Sure, maybe they lifted, maybe they competed once when they were in the, their teens. But if you're not going to the gym daily, or at least, you know, right. most of the times of, out of a week, your rest days. But if you're still not going to the gym and trying to get an extra inch on your arms, then you can't tell anybody else. <laughs> How to do it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because if you, if you just... Let me take that back. If you, I would, I would rather a old Mr. Olympia who once did it taught somebody than a scientist who doesn't train because the scientist never did it. And when you look at the science, the science that we do in the lab is not perfect. Okay. Typically it's beginners, right? It's people who haven't really trained. And, and when I'm interested in research is what happens when you take a person who's like the gym army, who's been training for years and years, right. and now they do this or they do that, right? It's different. It's different based on your experience. Your recovery is different, right? Your recovery window we know is different. The more training you have, the shorter that window is, that anabolic window after your recovery window after. Um, so the thing that you know I like to remind people is if there's people just telling you, oh, look, this study did this, and no, that can't work in the gym because this study proved it didn't. Well, really, let's look at the study because let's look most at, yeah. people can't tear the studies apart, but I can because I was a real research scientist. But you're also practical. So I know what goes products, into, right? but I know what goes into a science study. And can you explain it? Cause you've explained that to me before and I'll give you just a, an example that you gave me. So, um, you know, so Dr. Tim sheet, you know, colleague of yours, you know, part of the organization, he did something on creatine to where now correct me if I'm wrong. He did something on a creatine study or something like that to where the, the person running the department says, Oh, creatine doesn't work, but it was like by oh, itself yeah. or so. so he, it, right? No, no, it, he was trying to, he, he wanted to, he just simply wanted to run a creatine study. Right. And the, uh, the uh, the uh, institutional review board. So every each university has a board that reviews every research study that goes through to make sure that nobody's at risk, right? right? It's following proper, you know, uh, logistics, whatever, right? And the, so they have a group, and usually there's a medical doctor, you know, some other scientists, a statistician, probably yeah. on there, right? Well, the the MD at one of his universities said no creatine is dangerous right and despite him showing tim showing study after study showing that it's not dangerous the information he got by googling right trumped 
the research, which is ridiculous. So therefore, anyway, the study, yeah. But but but, but that's but that you because you you told me about sometimes when it comes down. Well, to let's some talk of the about science. something like GACIC. Do you remember the yes. stuff like GACIC? Yes. Okay. This is probably 2010, maybe or so, right. even even no, even before, maybe it was. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. Show. Well, the re, before GACIC came out, there was a study on GACIC, right? And it showed some pretty impressive results. The, the research study, but. When people actually bought it and took it, it really did, did little. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but what did but what did the science so say on it though? That it was effective. It was effective, it, right? It was effective for muscle mass, strength gains, and quite it was quite impressive the gains that they were getting. Um, however, in the real world, it just didn't pan out. And do you has anybody heard about GACIC? Lately? Right. No, because if it worked, see, I remember when it, it was worked out, as right. well as the research study claimed, right? right. As the research study claimed, then it would be selling, but it's not. And so you have to take, you know, uh, uh, people think that, um, you know, research is all uh, is up on this pedestal. But for researchers like me, I can look at a study and go, oh, really? Those were beginner subjects or, right. you know, that wasn't even a workout. You, you like, told me about a workout. HMB you too, know? same thing, right? Wasn't an HMB? Well, HMB is more work. It works for beginners. Okay. Right? Because you have to have a shot. It really is about um, preventing almost overtraining, if you will, right? Okay. And so um, it works well for beginners, but then once you're no longer really stressed that much by the workout, mm-hmm. it no longer provides a benefit unless you purposely overtrain or undereat. Right. Um, but anyway. Well, there, well and, and the reason why... The real point is that there's a lot of people out there who just read a study and go, see? Right. And then... Without any, you know, looking at what bodybuilders are doing, what athletes are doing, say, no, this works or doesn't work. And, and, and that's not the case. And that's why I wanted to bring that up and start there is because as we've talked about the last time you and I sat down and many years over, over the course of all this time that we've worked together has been how the information, especially for people who are seeking the information about, look, I'm, I'm a, I'm a young kid. Maybe I'm, you know, a guy who was an athlete in, in my twenties. Now I'm getting back in the gym because ultimately that's our customer. It's, it's the young, it's the young people who want to get in shape looking for solutions yep. or it's guys, um, and, and girls, people who maybe, you know, they were once athletes they were once in shape and then, you know, they put their families together, focus on their careers. And now they have time to get back in shape. And now they're looking for solutions, looking for answers. And so you've always told me that that's essentially who our audience is. And so when we look at giving them solutions in the form of supplements and also workout programs, many people just hang their hat so much on like, well, this is what science says and it applies to everybody versus what is really, uh, what are the goals of somebody who is just either A, getting started, it could be the same products of somebody who's a seasoned trainer too. And I think a lot of people turn to certain things that they just hear. And one of the things I wanted to talk with you about is that I've been hearing a lot of things about people in those two categories. The, the youngsters who are getting in shape, who are seeing a lot of the social media influence, these guys with massive muscles, they want to get there quick. There's so much confusion in the supplement industry, so they turn to like SARMs. Sure. And same thing, uh, the people who are a little bit older, maybe they're getting back into it, they turn towards something. I'm not just saying SARMs in general, but products like that, it's like SARMs versus supplements. Science versus science in real application. Where should somebody who is just getting started in those two categories, should they, t- I mean, what, what, what's your take on SARMs, I guess? That would be my first okay, question. Okay, well, let's break down what SARMs are for those who really don't know. Okay. So, SARMs it stands for Selective Androgen <coughs> Receptor Modulators. Okay, so what does that mean? <laughs> okay, in, in, in a muscle cell and in, in other cells of the body as well, we have receptors, okay? And those receptors, and let's talk about the muscle, right? Okay. So if we're talking about the androgen receptors in the muscle, they bind testosterone. And okay. when testosterone binds to that receptor, a conformational change happens, and that leads to an increase in muscle protein synthesis, basically, right, through gene signaling. So when you take testosterone, injectable or oral, what happens is it shuts down your own production because you have a negative feedback loop. So the higher your testosterone, your blood testosterone levels, goes back to the brain and says, whoa, 
We got to lower it down. It literally shuts off your own testosterone production, which is from your testicles, right? So right. You, you shut down your own production. With SARMs, you don't get that rise in testosterone because it's not testosterone. But uh, it mimics what testosterone does at the receptor. Got it. See? So it attaches to the receptor and turns it on like testosterone. So does it lower your own testosterone by taking it? Well, in theory, but the truth of the matter is it does. Got it. And it depends on the SARMs. There's a a ton of different SARMs out there. There's Osterine, you know, there's, I could go on and on. They all have different um, tissue specific for whether it's muscle, whether it's brain, whether it's the prostate, right? Because they can also decrease the activity of that receptor, okay? Depending on what you want to do for uh, somebody with prostate cancer, say, right? Uh-huh. You want to decrease it. So depending on the SARMs, right, it can have an anabolic effect or even a catabol, oh, sort of a anti Oh, really? Okay, I didn't know that. Okay. But, okay, so you need to know that because when you're buying them, you're not buying them from a pharmacy right. who can ensure what you're getting, right? Right. And as a matter of fact, a recent study looked at the SARMs that were being sold online. Which were the predominant ones being sold? Do you know? Well, it did, regardless. Okay. But what they found was that only 40% of the products had what they claimed to be in them. Uh, 40%. Right. So what is your chance of getting an accurate product? <laughs> yeah. It's less than 50%. Yeah. So it's a gamble, right? right. Okay? It's a gamble, Right. Uh, and, and, and many of those didn't have the actual accurate dosing that they claimed was in the bottle. 25% of them had other active ingredients. Right. Okay. And those are active ingredients. What they didn't test for was impurities. So they're also not testing, uh, for, uh, drugs that may kill you because Mm. think about, I want, I want you to think about this when you're buying something online from a person who is not going to be, who doesn't have to go through any quality control, is not going to be caught, they're under a veil, they move on. What if that person was a psychopath and wanted to kill people? Right. And he hated bodybuilders. Right. So he makes a SARM company and puts in an ingredient that over time will either kill you or harm you. Right. Could happen, right? Right. And, and And then there's the, the fact of what is it? What is it contaminated? Where where is this product being made? Is it being made in a real lab? Probably not. So, most of them are oral, but there's also injectable ones now. And with the injectable ones, the um, the problem is you could have impurities, you could get an infection, right? And then there's also could be toxic ingredients in the um, oral ones. So, so really comes down so to it's the a risk. Cra- it's a crapshoot. It's a risk reward. It's like, is it, it worth it? Can they work? Yes, they can work, right? right? They can. Certain ones are effective, right? Um, and you can go online and find which ones work better for muscle mass, which ones work better for dropping body fat, right? Um, but when you're buying it, you have no idea what's in that bottle. Right. You literally, you have no, unless you could take it to a lab and have it and even tested, the, even, the one, even the ones that are effective, you're also saying that there's still some contraindications of usage. Right. There's, there, it still can be lowering your testosterone levels. It right. still could have heart uh, negative implications on, on heart health, just right. like steroids do. They're, and again, in theory, they shouldn't because it's not the same molecule as a steroid. Right. But because of what it's doing at the receptor, right, it makes sense that it probably has some properties... Because I think a lot of people, even, you know, back in the day when, when I was that young guy, I remember Andro was the thing, you know. It was, yeah, it, the, the, the pro-hormones. Right, the, all, pro-hormones, all the pro-hormones. Right? So, but again, regardless of, again, you could, steroids work as well, right? <laughs> right. But right. if you go online and buy steroids, good effing luck with what you're getting. Like, <laughs> yeah. hope the worst case scenario is you're just getting a bottle of oil you know right. what i'm saying well however I, you could be getting much worse yeah. you know well you know what what, what i've heard from some people too because you know there's some young kids in the local area who i talked to some of the high schoolers and kids in college not so much high schoolers but there are a couple seniors who i know you know at at the school and they've brought this up well, well, well sarms are kind of like what andrew was and i'm like uh, no yeah. i mean you want to hit that real quick um right well uh, 
it, it's, I mean, they perform the same action, right? Yeah. It's an anabolic. And they bind to the same receptor, right? Okay. The pro-hormone just gets converted into the actual hormone in the body, right? It needs a chemical step that it goes through that the body allows to happen. With the SARMs, it doesn't need to be converted at all. Same with testosterone itself. If you're getting a testosterone analog, it doesn't have to be converted. But regardless of what you're buying, mm-hmm. if you're buying testosterone online, pro-hormones online, or SARMs online, mm-hmm. the chance that you're getting something actual right. that you think you're buying is probably less than 50%. Right. So it's, it, you have, it's a crapshoot. Right. You have no idea what you're getting, right? Cause no I, idea. Because th- that was the other argument, and the reason why I wanted to talk about this topic when you said, hey, you know, what do you want to talk about? And I said, namely this. It came up in the last week. A gentleman came in. Um, he's like, hey, you know, because, you know, he actually takes our products. He's on the programs, but, you know, a little bit older. He's like, what does Jim think about SARMs? You know, because I'm considering it, and I heard it's a lot like, you know, like what some of the pro-hormones were back in the day. And I said, well, it's actually a great topic to maybe bring up and talk with him about. Yeah, you know, to be honest with you, I'm I am I am not that knowledgeable on SARMs because, like I said, obviously I'm knowledgeable on how they work and what they do, right. but I'm not knowledgeable in how to use them, right? Because again, even even if you had the perfect uh, uh, SARMs protocol to mm-hmm. follow, unless you're a a doctor or a scientist who can literally get legitimate SARMs mm-hmm. from a legitimate lab and likely you're not going to right. online, you don't know what you're getting. So right. what's the point? Is You know what I'm saying? What, exactly. it's, you don't know. You could be following the supposed protocol, but if that SARMs doesn't have that type of SARM in it, it's got a different one, or it doesn't have that amount, There's or no it doesn't have anything that, in it. Right. They're, they're, it's useless. The protocol is useless. Got so it. that's why I, you know, I don't waste time with. So what would be your recommend- protocols? I, uh, we have plenty of dietary supplements that we can get pure. We can get the dose proper on. That is what I right. play with. That's where, you know, that, that's the science that I do. You know what the ingredient is. You know what it does. You know the dose. You know whether it has impurities or not, right? That is what I want to put in my body. And that's what I want to build protocols on. Not right. on a, this might have 100% of what they claim in it. So can we talk about that real quick? Because, you know, specifically that. So that covers what, I, if anybody's watching or listening, I hope you can kind of understand what what the risk reward benefit of SARMs is. Yeah, just and, out you know, like, and the other right? thing is, why are you... Why are you lifting weights and working out? Why? Is it literally just to get bigger? That's it? Is that the only thing you're interested in? You have no interest in your health mm-hmm. in you know, your future mm-hmm. health because these are huge risk factors mm-hmm. for your health. So if you have any interest in your health, why go down that road? And then and the other thing that I, I try to remind people of is like for myself, right? I, I have to be on camera year round. Year after year, I'm 54. I'm getting yeah. older every year, right? Yeah, it's not easy. Why? Why would you take something that's going to make you look good and big for a very short period of time? Right. But you can't maintain that, right? You, it's impossible to maintain. you Because, A, you can't take those drugs forever mm-hmm. without serious mm-hmm. health consequences. So you have to come off at some time. Right. So what is the benefit of looking good? Unless you're a competitive bodybuilder. Unless you're competing, okay, and you have to, right? You have to use these compounds, whether it's SARMs, whether it's anabolic steroids. Why? Why right. Why bring yourself up to that size when you're never going to maintain it? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like build something that's maintainable. Well, and, and that's, that's a, great, a great point because when you look at all these – high level competitive bodybuilders, even like the women and the figure and the fitness, they don't look like that year round. And and, 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 and us sitting here, I've known you for 20 years now. And the first six years, I didn't even know that you had a tattoo, let alone, you know, had all the muscularity because just the type of person you were. Jim, just so you guys know, so Jim used to come to the office with like a collared shirt, long sleeves, slacks or jeans, and nobody even knew he had a tattoo um, for years. It was 
quite hilarious when I saw him for the first time looking like this. I'm or like, any muscle man. Or any, well, I mean, you, you could tell he worked out, but you didn't know. I mean, it's it's you can cover up a lot when you wear, you know, like the the corporate attire, which Jim did just because it wasn't about that. But we're not going to make the episode about that. But you've literally looked this way for as long as I've known you, 365 days a year. Correct. And, you know, it's not a cycling up. Right, or and that's the thing. People, right. you know, some... Some people claim I use steroids, right? And I know. It's like, I hate that. Like, I I, like again, like. <laughs> I've have, known him for 20 years. Have you He's seen literally me? looked this this way for 20 yeah. years, guys. Have you guys. seen my weight go up 20 pounds and then drop and then up? And now. Yeah. Where, where do you sit right now? You know, has my weight dropped? Yeah, but I'm 54 <laughs> and natural. So <laughs> my, you, like, you cannot maintain muscle mass the same right. way at 54 as you can at 24. Do you know You're usually 220, right? Around, usually around 220. Around 220. I'm probably now like 210-ish. Yeah, but. yeah. You, you've gotten down a little bit when you were leaning out for a couple of things, but... Yeah, and then the other thing is I maintain 4 to 5% body fat year-round. Right. 54, you know. <laughs> so, so... Without so, a drug or a SARM cycle. Right, and, and that's my point is that it and, is... And again, that's what I'm trying to show people. It is, is possible. What's maintained, you know, like what's the ma maintainable, and that's why I, every day I'm online showing that, you know... You can do it. Right, the the physique stays the same. I, again, I'm aging, so clearly I can't be at my peak any longer, right? You're literally watching me degenerate before your eyes, but... <laughs> The challenge for me now is main is more about maintenance than than building. And I, and still I'm still working on you know bringing up triceps or bringing up you know what I'm saying. I'm still working on bringing those. Am I going to get 22 inch biceps? No, right? No, that that'll never happen. But would I maybe bring up more of the triceps lateral head? Those are the sorts of things that mm -hmm. I that I'm working. And, and and like I said, this is what's attainable mm -hmm. without a. <laughs> Without a drug cycle, you right. know, without, without the SARS. Well, and people have asked about that, even some of our own products, because we have alternatives, which you've always said, and we've always stated, nutrients versus something either synthetic or a stimulant. Mm -hmm. And when it comes down, I mean, stimulants are fine. It's just knowing what you're taking. And I think that's that's important because many people just assume what they are taking because they heard the grapevine, their buddy's friend or their cousin's sister's husband or whatever told them it was good. And they don't really understand that what they're taking needs to be rooted in something that is a nutrient and if they want that stimulant fine just understand what that purpose is for taking stimulants for a pre-workout isn't going to do anything to increase strength energy endurance or build right. muscle right these are chemicals versus nutrients right you know what i'm saying and that gets back to the sarms and steroids and the pro hormones those again are chemicals not nutrients right, right. and so what are you putting in your body? Are you putting in chemicals or are you putting in nutrients? Because mm -hmm. the nutrients are going to provide benefit to your muscle mass, your strength, what are and your health. Whereas right. the the chemicals right. will enhance your muscle mass and your fat loss, but they're decreasing your health. They're, right. You know, they're lowering your health. So what are some of those nutrients? And, you know, I... We can pull out some of the examples, obviously, because, you know, th this is the conversations we would have before we had the products. Jim, what are SARMs? Jim's, what are steroids? What, what I mean, back then it was like, Jim, what's a pro hormone? I remember I was getting 1AD going up to your office. Right, and we were at Muscle Fitness. And, and I was, was like, hey, what do you think of 1AD? In the magazine or the online. Yeah, but you would tell me, you're like, well, it's, you know, it's a pro hormone. And I'm like, well, should I take it? And you're like, dude, you're 23 years old. You know, like take some trib or something, you know, <laughs> you don't need to take that. And, but you didn't have the tools that we now have based on what you would recommend. And so what are some nutrients? If somebody, if a, if a, if a young guy um, or girl, you know, whomever the, the, the category fits wants to step into the gym and they're like, I just want to get gains. You hear, I just want to get gains. What would you recommend for them to take along with the actual program? Cause we'll get into that too. But what would be your prescription from a nutrient standpoint for those people to consume? Well, obviously, the first thing is to make sure that your diet is in, in order. You know, mm -hmm. like you can't, you can't uh, supplement, you know, a bad, you know, you can't out supplement a bad diet. Right. Right. So the first thing that needs to happen is their macros have to be in order. They have to make sure they're eating enough or not too much, right? Depending on what their goal is. So the first thing we want to do is make sure that the nutrients that they're getting daily 
from their whole foods is adequate, right? Right. Whether that's a gram or a gram and a half of protein per pound of body weight, you know, half their body weight in grams of fat, right? Mm-hmm. And then we could talk about cardio. The dieting 101, as you can see right here. Because this is an example. It really teaches you how to do that right. yourself. Because I think a lot of times when people are looking for those solutions, it's good to sit here and have this conversation, say, oh, get your macros in check. People don't even know how to no, do that. Exactly. So what you've done and what we've done here is literally give them the how-to yeah, guide. The how-to. And even in here, the nice thing. And, and it's so simple today because with your phone, right. all you need is to record what you're eating. You mm-hmm. can use the MyFitnessPal right. app, right? And that'll give you a breakdown to find where, you're, where you are currently. Because that's the other thing with dieting, you know. The, the, if you look at any of my programs that I used to do, like Shortcut the Shred, right? It comes with a diet program, mm-hmm. right? And the right. diet program is, it, again, it's relative to your body weight, right? How many calories you're eating is relative to body weight. How many grams of protein is all relative to body weight. But when you're talking about things like carbohydrate intake, that depends on where you are currently, right? Mm-hmm. If you're eating 30 grams of carbs, right, and you follow my shortcut to shred diet, the first week is, you know, you're already eating more carbs, you're actually going to gain fat, right? You may gain fat, right? Mm-hmm. It may help to boost your metabolism, but some people may actually find that they're gaining fat because they're eating too few carbs to jump to a high carb. So we have to assess where the person is to get a better outcome. Now, again, those are programs that are, are for the masses, right? Millions of people literally have done shortcut the shred, shortcut the, mm-hmm. the size. So that diet works for the majority of the people following the program, right? Millions of people have gotten results, amazing results with that. But if you really want to hone it down for yourself, it's learning where you are currently, mm-hmm. how many calories are you eating right now? And that's so easy to do by just taking a, you don't have to go get your metabolism measured. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is take a dietary, you know, record what you're eating, right. right? What you're eating in a day. And unless you're gaining weight currently or losing weight, what you're eating in a day is the number of calories your body's basically burning. So if you're, if you're starting back or even if you are training and you're not effectively taking supplements, eating right, but you're on a program your suggestion is, and I'll kind of spell it out, is like, first of all, start here with the dieting 101. I mean, exactly. this, is, this is a tool. This is no different than saying, hey, I need a... Yeah, if you're not eating enough protein, there's no, there's no supplement other than a protein powder, which is going to add protein to your diet. But there's no, like, if you're not eating enough protein, creatine's not going to help you. Beta alanine is not going to help you gain more muscle because the missing link is you're not eating enough protein. And what has been your specific goal? So, you know, I'm 230. Mm-hmm. How many grams of protein should I be eating? Because you have kind of a rule about this, right? Yeah, well, a minimum of your body weight. So 230 grams minimum. Minimum, if you're interested in muscle mass. Am I going to get all that from food? You could. You could. Right. You know, you could. It's not, I mean, right. it's, you know, that's, I'm kind of dumbfounded that people think that's a lot. Like, right. you know, uh, as a matter of fact, Milos just put one of his diets from his, uh, one, one of his shows recently up, and he was eating 500 grams of protein a day. Yeah. Like over 500 grams of protein daily. Like, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> and when I tell people that they need to eat 200 grams, they're like, what? How am I going to eat that much protein? Right. And again, to someone like me or you, like, you know, I love steak or chicken breast, right? It's pretty easy, you know, to, to get that much protein. But if not, protein powders are mm-hmm. an easy answer. And arguably, protein powders are a better choice around workouts. Why? Because of the digestibility, right? What happens when you eat a steak? You're full. To that protein, right? It sits in your stomach. Right. How long do you think those amino acids take to get to your to muscles? To break down, yeah. So the bioavailability of the powders, right. a lot, it's, it's quicker in a sense. Exactly, right? right? Which is why whey was so popular, right? Everybody thought whey is the only thing to take. Whey because it's so fast. Yes, you need whey because it gets there quickly, but whey is almost too quick, mm-hmm. right? It shows up and then it's gone, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have a slower protein on top of the whey. Combined. Yeah, right. which is why we have... Casein the blends, or right? the milk protein, right, which is a slow protein, you get this, you get this spike, quick spike. It gets to the muscle immediately. That recovery process starts taking place, 
But then it continues because now you have those other slower proteins being broken down and that. those amino acids. We used to have a diagram on the bottle. I'm not sure if we do anymore, but on the label we, act, we showed that. But what Jim's talking about is, you know, most, most protein powders, and this is the other thing, you know, Michael Norwood, who is one of our gym athletes, he's in town this week, and he and I were talking about specifically protein, and he says, you know, um, he says, a, a, a lot of my, you know, people come up to me and give me, uh, you know, questions and things like that. I'm telling them to take protein. He goes, but they can't take it because, you know, they get stomach problems and all that. And I'm like, yeah, you know why? Um, well, why? Why, why? why is proteins, why are some lactose. proteins? And, but, but more specifically, okay, they have lactose. Yeah. They buy protein powder. What should they be looking for, in, so, in your opinion? Because right. so, most beginners, as well as people who just get back in the gym, they're, you know, oh, I, I need to get SARMs, but I definitely need to get a protein powder. Yeah, so let's let's talk about whey protein, right? The progym is a blend, right? This is a blend of whey and casein, right? Mm-hmm. Different let, types of protein. Right. Okay. Which is, which is ideal, like I said, for muscle building, right? Particularly okay. around workouts. You've got that spike that goes to the muscle quickly, turns on those processes, right? You get muscle protein synthesis. And that comes from which protein? From whey. Gets there quick. Got it. Okay. But then we have the casein in here providing the slow. So the isolate spikes up real quick, getting into the muscles. Right to the muscle, right? For for that insulin spike. For, well, getting the, more so about getting those aminos. Okay. And then, and then what happens from there? And then you have the slower protein, the casein slowly being broken down. So that now, as that whey is sort of falling out of the blood mm-hmm. stream because it's so quick. Now we're having the casein amino acids appear and get to the muscle. So it's the best of both worlds. You have the fast and the slow. But let's just talk about when you're buying a protein and let's simplify it. Let's just say it's whey protein, right. just for simplistic, okay? So we have isogym, for example, which is my clear whey protein isolate, okay? So let's talk about that word isolate versus concentrate yeah okay? what what is the difference and so i only use whey protein isolate why why is that versus a whey protein concentrate and that's the problem with why most people have stomach issues is mm-hmm. most protein powders use whey protein concentrate and what's the difference and it's all about the processing we have an isogym here yeah so here's isogym clear whey protein 100 percent whey protein isolate, okay? The difference is how much protein you end up with, okay? Okay. With a concentrate... Well, it says 20 grams here. What do you mean? With a concentrate, you could end up with a protein powder that's 50% protein. Okay. Okay? So ha- only half of it is protein. The other half is so with carbs. The con- so, so with the concentrate, if it says fat. 20 grams of whey protein concentrate... Sure. Oh, yeah. You're getting 20 grams of whey of protein, right? But... But... Depending on the percentage, if it was 50%, you would also be getting almost an equivalent amount of carbs. And mm. what are the carbs from milk? Lactose. Lactose. What percentage of the population has issues with lactose? Like 80%. Close, right? Very, <laughs> right? Most of us have, you know, when I buy milk, I buy, I buy lactose-free milk, right? So where- Most of us have. So if you're buying a protein and it has whey protein concentrate and you're mm-hmm. getting stomach issues, mm-hmm. you don't have a problem with protein. How do you know- You have it- a problem with lactose, lactose because so- the concentrate is not filtering out enough of the lactose. Got it. Whereas an isolate gets almost all the lactose. So you want isolates versus concentrates. If you don't want stomach issues. Okay. So now, how do people know where to look for an isolate versus a concentrate? Because let's say on the front of the label, it'll yeah. say like whey protein, 100%. Right. Sounds great. And, you know, like on our. This is where I you gave me this aha moment, by the way. Clear isolate, right? I put it right on the front. But okay. Most don't do that, though, Jim. Well, un- only if they're selling isolates, right? If they're not selling isolate. It'll say like 100%. It'll just say whey protein, right? Yeah, Instead whey of the protein. isolate, it'll say, it would say gym whey protein right it wouldn't uh-huh. have isolate or any of this right right to find out what kind of whey protein you got to turn it around go to the ingredients underneath the supplement facts panel. right there it'll say whey protein isolate right and you can see that's the only 
source. Now, a lot of times you'll see whey protein isolate, but it comes after the whey protein concentrate. They use both, right? Now, some people call that a protein blend. No, it's not. It's not, okay? It's still just whey, okay? It's a cheaper way and a more expensive way, right? It's not unintended, right? <laughs> the blend refers to the different forms of protein right? or, or digestible type. Like, exactly. Right. But they're different forms. They're ah, they're different forms. What do you mean different? Casein, oh, okay. Even though they both come from milk, are different types of protein. Got right? it. Whey is a is a soluble protein. Casein is a globular uh, protein. They act completely different. Right. Same with egg, which is why we have egg in here. They also provide different amino acid profiles. Okay, so that is a true blend. But again, again, getting back to the concentrate versus the isolate, so many people who have used either IsoGym or ProGym, because ProGym uses for the whey, whey protein isolate, and again, mm -hmm. there's no lactose, almost, mm -hmm. almost purely lactose-free in here. If there's any, it's minuscule amounts. Right. Even the most sensitive and we've seen that in a lot of people, people saying, have no I can't issues. take it because of this, but then they try they it and they're like, wow, it, I yeah. can, I'm so perfectly fine. So many people are amazed that they can finally take protein powder. With, again, it just gets down to getting out the isolate. Mm -hmm. I mean, getting out, sorry, getting out the lactose, right? Mm -hmm. Using the isolate, which removes the lactose. Got it. So with, with what you're saying is that, you know, somebody who's getting back, going back to those categories, somebody who's just starting out or coming back. And can right. I just say, yeah, of course. why wouldn't you use a whey protein isolate in, in the case? If it's going to cause less stomach issues, you're going to end up with more protein in the bottle. Why wouldn't most companies do that? Well, it's cheaper. It's cheaper. It's right? 30. Per, <laughs> I, I will say this because, you know, and I know this because I look at these numbers, guys. And again, I am trying to represent you, the consumers, when you and I talk, as I've always done, I know a lot of this because, and so a lot of people are like, oh, he's pandering. And if you're saying, yeah, for you guys, because these are the conversations that Jim and I would have. And I, it's my responsibility to try and act as that consumer because you have all that information. And so it's not like, well, aren't, you know, aren't you business partners with Jim? Shouldn't you know this? Yeah, guys, I do. But I'm trying to pull these questions out because you have them. I've seen people have these questions. So when Jim's talking about the proteins and all these different things and, and all that, but to get to your point about the cost, yes, whey protein concentrate. And I'm not saying that it's like, are you, we won't use it for all the reasons, but also it is about 30 to 40. And now it's even gone up higher. Sure. Cheaper. It would make financial sense if Jim and I didn't care about the products, his reputation, your results, the consumers. And my result. I mean, the, the, at the end of the day. <laughs> you, will you take the, it? <laughs> the, I put 100% isolate in here because I'm taking. The, well, why would I screw myself? <laughs> you know? It's true. And, and, and sadly, sadly, most other supplement brands don't have a Jim Stepani. Who right. actually uses their, their mm -hmm. products with knowledge. With, right. with knowledge, right? Well, I always think about that. No one at these other companies uses the product. Yeah. But they don't know. But I'll be honest you know? with you. This is the benefit why I always say I have a great job. I have a great job. And the reason why is because let's say I didn't have you. That's not as good as my job. Well, yeah. <laughs> you and I can argue <laughs> I about that. We have a really We have a really good situation. But the, the, the situation that is our situation is that most of the supplement brands and their ownership are guys like me. Like, and I'm even on the edge of a much. You're much more knowledgeable than yes. most uh, yes. other uh, owners, you know, owners, right. man, you know, presidents, managers, yeah. whatever level, CEOs. Yes. But that's, I would never take that position as a bro scientist to try and explain this. Number one, because I didn't know right. it. When or we make a decision on what should be in the bottle. Right. That wouldn't be your decision. No, absolutely not. Because it, but it's, in 99% of the cases at other brands, you're the guy right. deciding what goes in right. these bottles. And Can you imagine that? Well, Can you imagine if you had to decide? I would put whey protein into, concentrate in there if I didn't have that from Jim, because looking at it, guys. From a business perspective, it's you would be the like, right oh, one. this is the cheaper, right? right? It's 30 you to 40% cheaper. Still get, mm -hmm. You can still get 20 grams of protein per scoop. We'd still sell the same number of units. We'd still- It just has yeah. more carbs. It has, you know- and It's actually easier to flavor, to be honest with you. Right, um, 
Lactose <laughs> is sweet. It's yeah. sugar, right? So, so, so getting off that in a little bit, but getting it back to when we talked about the SARMs, because right. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to look well, at saying, if we're talking about the SARMs and testosterone, let's talk about nutrients literally. versus okay? synthetics. So, and again, not the plug alpha gym here, but what few people don't realize about alpha gym is a, how effective it is and B how it doesn't mess up that negative feedback. Loop. So, now, so, so is that just, so that's a test booster, but a lot of people think that like taking a test booster is going to lower your own testosterone. So what does that which do? Is most cases, most okay. testosterone boosters do just that. Why? They lower your own because like I said, they, it has, it has, it could be from yam, right? Or other plants. Really? That have chemical structures that mimic oh, testosterone, okay. right? All so right. I didn't even know that. Yeah. To be honest, so, with you, I, I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, right. So you're getting a compound in there that mimics testosterone in the body, right? You get more uh, anabolic. It attaches to those androgen receptors mm-hmm. in the muscle we talked about, right? Mm-hmm. Turns them on. But unlike the SARMs are supposed to do, right? The SARMs aren't supposed to be recognized in the blood as testosterone. Mm-hmm. The These compounds in most test, not, not alpha gym, in most test boosters do just that. In the bloodstream, it's recognized as testosterone. That shuts down your own system. Here's the ingredients in Alpha Gym, okay? And again, I will, I will challenge anybody, any supplement, to have better results than, than Alpha Gym. These are products that my dad is 78. Do you know what his testosterone levels are? No. Around seven to 800. From Alpha Gym, okay? His his. No, I do. Do you know how many gym army people we have that are in that age group, 60, 70? And their doctor says, Yeah, you're low on testosterone, 300. They go to go on Alpha Gym, they're up to 700, 600, 700. Doctor says, You don't need hormone replacement. Right. Keep taking what you're taking. My God, what is that? Mm-hmm. Right? How does it do that? Let me read the ingredients. Okay. Okay. Fenugreek, Damiana leaf. Ashwagandha root, methane, dim, Uricoma lundifolia, quercetin, okay? What do these do? Mm-hmm. They literally protect the cells in your testicles that make testosterone, okay? And they prevent them from oxidative damage. Each of these ingredients have all been shown individually to help raise testosterone levels naturally yes okay and again like i said there's no negative feedback loop because none of these appear as testosterone in the blood all they are are basically providing a strong antioxidant benefit to specifically it's almost like sarms for your testicles if you will Hmm. right whereas (laughs) sarms attach only to the right? right these literally go to your latex cells that produce testosterone in the testicles. So you got to cycle it though, right? Them. Not at all. This is something that you can take just like any gym product year round because it's not lowering your own. It's increasing your own. That's how it's doing it. Most testosterone boosters, mm-hmm. like I said, have an exogenous source, not testosterone, Adding but something that mi- looks like mimics testosterone, it. right? That's so your body stops producing its own natural testosterone, right. which okay. is the reason why you have to cycle so your body can exactly. start. Producing this, its own again. It's not shutting your system down, your own. It's increasing enhancing it. Enhancing it. It's enhancing it, okay? Yeah. Remarkably. Remar- so what happens if you stop taking that, though? You just go back down to your, if you're a 300, you go so back down So it's not going to screw up your hormone levels? No, of course not. Okay. Because that's one of the things, too. So this, by far, and look, I know it sounds self-serving, and we talk about this, too, and I think that was the hardest thing for you is to create and start a brand where people are like, of course, he's going to do his own brand. But like, I really want to say this is by far, I, I'll be honest with you. This has been my most favorite out of all of our products. Of course, yeah. All of our products. Like most, most guys if you feel take the this, same way. But after two, I'll be honest with you, it takes about two weeks. I mean, you know, Molnar sitting over here. I mean, you, you, you take Alpha Gym, right? It was about two weeks when you start taking it. You start like, what are some of the noticeable things? Because I'll tell you what I noticed. But what Sex should drive. you st- Okay. So waking up in the morning, I can, I can attest to this increased sex drive. Yeah. Waking up in the morning. I will say this. I got three kids. They run, they jump up, they jump in my bed every single morning. 
Sometimes I don't want them to jump in my bed every single morning. If you get, if you get my drift, literally get my drift. But this, this one product I have noticed, um, my mood when I, sometimes I screw up and like I'll run out at the house and I'll forget by the time I get to the office, I forget. So it might be like a few days, a week. I notice immediately what I noticed the most about that product is not so much when I'm taking it consistently other than this, when you don't, when I don't, yes. When I don't freaking, I'm a little bit of a different person in the sense of like, I don't feel as good. It's it's really optimizing your, your hormone levels. And and it's not just testosterone. It's about the estrogen. It's about DHT. It's reducing the amount of estrogen conversion into DHT. So you're getting the maximal anabolic benefit from the testosterone. So, so now a combination of all those ingredients, I mean, what if you, other products had just a few of those. Would it still be effective? Or, I mean, what's your take on that? Or is this like the perfect formula? Obviously, if I formulate it this way, I formulate it as... <laughs> Fair enough. You know, I mean, we've talked about how I formulated, you know, yeah. pre-X, right? It's really about, A, years, years of working with athletes, trying different ingredients, different combinations, mm-hmm. right? Different doses of those combinations, right? Mm-hmm. And then sort of, nailing this you know because mm-hmm. i remember there was a couple different things to get back to your point i remember when you were formulating this um and we were trying the different things and, and it came back uh one of the ingredients i think it was deaspartic acid you're like i don't know because it causes stomach pain right right and I remember but you, yeah, you so a lot of people get stomach issues from but see that's the thing brands acid. don't really consider things like that no exactly but again i'm making these products for myself <laughs> selfishly so yeah. again it's a little right. selfish right? right i mean the quality that goes into this is a little selfish because I'm making it for myself, right? Mm-hmm. But you guys get the, you know, like I said, luckily most brands don't have a Jim Stepani fighting for the quality mm-hmm. of the ingredients for themselves, right? But who yeah. can actually understand the, the, and it goes back to that original point about science and, and practical application. The nice thing that I've always admired about, you know, this brand, what we've done and you specifically is that a guy like me can just go to a manufacturer or you know figure out some of the science and say yes there's a ton of white label (laughs) supplement manufacturers now you'll you can stay post on instagram hey we'll make your supplement line for you right right (laughs) joe blow you can you want to make a sub you want to make protein powder we'll make it and bottle it for you and you can sell it you know so everybody is jumping on the bandwagon and a lot of experts are following in the footsteps that, that I did thinking it's easy. Mm-hmm. It's not. I had, again, I had no intention of ever owning a supplement brand when I was at Muscle and Fitness because it's the business side. The business side of the, it, 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 as good as these products are, it, it's, they don't just sell. Right. On, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. There's, right, a, yeah. there's a lot of. You know, there's a lot that goes into making a successful brand. And so I never wanted to sell supplements because I'm interested in the science. I'm not interested in the, in the business right. side of it, which is what's nice with well, this relationship is you can't, you cover that. <laughs> I try to. You know, for me. And so we, you know, we both have our sort of, you know. Strengths our, in those areas, know, right. And so it allows it to happen. But well, it's not like, again, people saw see this as an overnight success, right? I mean, we, we launched this in 2013 and it was, what, the number one brand at bodybuilding.com? In, in, in under a year. In, right, in a year. The number one brand. And everybody was like, wow, that's, you know, that's an overnight success. But mm-hmm. you don't understand the years that, you know, like the formulation happened before. right. This, you know what I'm saying? All the pre-gym, you know, that was a formula well, a lot of writing in the magazine. Right. And a lot of people, and that goes back to the, the point about the science, the practical application, the use case for these ingredients, and then having the tools. And it's years and years when people would say, well, of course, you know, what's Jim going to come out with next? Read, if you really want to get an insight into that, I would say pick up and start reading Muscle and Fitness when you talk about like the supplement review. Um, you know, I mentioned the last time we talked, I have the, when everybody comes into the office, it's really cool because I, I framed and you've seen the ones we had, like where your old articles where we would merchandise with what you were talking about. You were talking about these 
ingredients, but ingredients that are actual nutrients. And that comes back to the people who are looking for a start. What would you recommend for people who are saying, you know what? Okay, Jim, you're the brand that I want to start with. Where do I start? Right. Well, like I said, we started with dieting 101. Right. Get your nutrition. First thing. You cannot get results if you're not eating properly, right? If you're and not getting enough, enough protein. protein, right? The amount, right amount of fat, right, is critical, right? We know fat's critical now. And the right amount of carbs for your goal, whether it's fat loss, muscle gain, endurance, right? You really want to start there. And like I said, like you said, actually, dieting 101 right. is the perfect. And this is free, you guys. I mean, this is yeah, 100% free. 100% free. You can just Google that Jim Stapati, dieting 101, you'll find it. It's that simple. Right. But then right I would up. say step two would be get a good protein powder for around workouts, right? Okay. Because the whole food, again, whole food will be fine. Okay, if, if that's what you have, whole food, go for milk or dairy, usually right, because then you're getting some whey, you're getting some casein. But again, if you're telling me that you can't afford a whey or a protein powder and you're drinking milk, it's actually more expensive to get, to get milk. the same amount of protein <laughs> for milk. from milk, let alone it's going to mess up your macros because now you've got all the carbs. you got to drink a hell of a milk. lot more. You've got, right. Right. So... And so your macros may be off, but like I said, really analyze your your pocketbook or your wallet, and 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 think about it because, like I said, one of the most important supplements that you can use is a protein powder for a, like you said, getting protein high enough, but mm-hmm. b, the digestibility around workouts. But plus, pro- like you said. Eating that much protein, to me, it doesn't seem like a lot, 200 grams, but somewhere up to 300 grams, mm-hmm. right? But for a lot of people, that's a lot of protein to chew. Is, so, is this true? I got a question about that. So applying the protein into your diet, because I've been on calls with you where you've talked with, actually, uh, Griffin Johnson, if you remember, we were talking about mm-hmm. getting him in line. And one thing that kind of stood out to me, and maybe I'm wrong, but you said, look, Griff, I'm not trying to change what you're eating. I just want you to analyze what you are eating, and then... Start there and then start adding in a protein shake with every meal. And then what you're going to find out is you'll eat less of three tacos from Taco Bell. (laughs) You'll have enough protein. You might eat one or two. Like you'll start, your diet will start adjusting itself in a sense by just adding in the protein powder with your diet, with your meals. So is that like an easy step somebody can do? Uh, for for sure, and again, that's was specific for Griffin, right? So he wanted to gain uh, muscle, and you know he's a young kid, right? To us, at least, what is he twenty, twenty one? Yeah, he's like twenty two. So, right? so yeah, to, to me, that obviously that's a kid that's less than half my age. So, <laughs> um, but for someone like that, right? Who I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell them, oh, really? You get up and you have Taco Bell, and then you order a pizza, and then now you got to get up and cook chicken breast, right? you know, the old uh, chicken breast and broccoli. It doesn't have to be that way, you know. You, d- you don't have to eat like a bodybuilder, nor do bodybuilders really have to eat that way, now that we know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's about, it's about hitting those macros. Um, and, and, and like you said, adding the protein to those meals, like you said, you start eating less of the crap, and now you're getting more quality protein. Right. So yeah, it's a very easy way. You'll start offsetting some of the bad calories, swapping exactly. them in for good right. that are protein driven, which are more bioavailable because it's not sitting in your gut. So you're not just swapping in three tacos with like a steak and chicken breast right. and yams Precisely. or whatever. Right. Okay. And then, so in terms of, you know, the SARMs stuff, cause a lot of, you know, young, young people, as well as guys getting back into it, look to that too. What would be your recommendation for those two groups of people? That are interested in SARMs? That, that are like, hey, I want to start off and I'm yeah. going to get back and working out, get my protein gym, but, you know, I, I want to start with SARMs. Well, why would you, I mean. Like, what, what, what would you say? The first question I would right? say is, why do you want to start with SARMs? Because you're going to, if you haven't trained in a while, you're going to get results. You're going to get results. As, as long as you're doing a, a decent program mm-hmm. and you're following a fairly decent diet, you're going to see results, right? Right. You don't need SARMs. You don't even need creatine to be honest with you, right? Uh, again, that's what I'm saying. I would I would focus on protein. Protein. You know what I mean? Before you're even getting into, you know, 
uh, creatine, branch chain amino acids, beta alanine, supplement your protein so that you're getting enough and you're getting the right quality uh, protein in your diet. Not whey you know, concentrate. Precisely. Don't go for a cheap, you know. That's the thing is when you're, you, you know, a lot of people look for value and trying to save money. And I understand, uh, trust me, I understand supplements are, are expensive, but the last place you want to cut corners is on your nutrition. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like that is where you want to make sure you're getting the quality protein. You're not getting lactose that's going to have you in the bathroom. And you can actually if do it without. If you're going to the bathroom 10 times a day, you're not going to be gaining weight. Like if, <laughs> you know, if it's going right through you, think about that. Right. It's not going to help you, you know? Right. So great that you got that jug of protein for 20 bucks or whatever, but you're if you're on the, the can, <laughs> as a result, it's going down the toilet. Your gains are literally going down the toilet. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. And that's, that, that's, that's what Michael Norwood, uh, our athlete, he, we talked about this morning. So I was a little late today because um, I was explaining that to him. And, you know, it's, it's, I understand. Like, people are very um, questionable about, well, I've tried every protein powder before. Yeah, I've been tried yours, Jim. But right. you can't tell me yours is that much better yes yeah yeah i i actually am telling you that mine is better right because i make it myself and i make it for, for myself. myself you know what i mean right if you're if you're like i said trying to save money on your supplements you're doing yourself a disservice because you're not going to get the results all right you might save money but what What's the right. purpose? You've saved money with gotten no results, right? So, so to kind of wrap it up, I mean, ideally, if you're, if you're coming back in the gym or if you're just starting out and you're a young person looking to get going, you know, I would say, and correct me if I'm wrong, step one is Google Dieting 101 Jim Stepani. It will help you. It'll it'll get you in line. It's it's a very short read. It even gives you meal plans here if you, you know, as yeah, well, basic it's not as a it very is. Very short read. It's but yeah. It's, it's, only because of the example. It's just example the, after the example. The example meal plans, yeah. but it also shows you how to actually eat and how to supplement your protein based on the times of day that you work out. That's what I like about that. And this is this is free. This is this is nothing. This is something that's just it's a it's a result. It's a resource. It's a, resource. It's a tool. And when you start here, that's when you'll start seeing like, wow, this guy maybe knows what he's talking about. Step two is to get a quality protein added into your diet, right? Yep. Don't necessarily go down the SARMs route just right away. Um, and if you choose to at least understand the risks versus the rewards. Exactly. Yes. You know? And then there's alternatives. And, but you wouldn't even recommend this for guys, young guys, right? I mean, no, unless now, they have a testosterone deficiency. No, again, that. The nice thing about this is an 18-year-old can take this. Because it's just nutrients. And it's not going to do anything negative. To mess up their levels. positive, right? right? It's only going to balance out, you know, right. give them a little more free testosterone, maybe a little more total testosterone, right? It's not going to ruin them. A female can, and females do take this product because they don't have testicles. So it won't, okay? so it won't increase female, their, their By the way, levels? any female without testicles, as long as you're a female without testicles, and that's most of them, right? you can actually take this because, again, the way it increases testosterone is, if you have them. is by protecting the cells in the testicles. If you don't have the tes testicles, it's not going to do anything to your right. testosterone. To your performance, your physique, yes. Ashwagandha has been shown to improve Exercise performance for all people. Yes, exactly. So the in the, in quercetin is a you know a very well. That's a hot one right now. People are actually taking just because all the you know. Exactly. I'm, not, I'm not saying this is a, but look at quercetin and everybody. That's like the yeah. one ingredient people are asking for. You're right getting now. 250 milligrams, which is an effective dose. Exactly. Twice a day is 500 milligrams. Mm -hmm. Right. You're getting. You take more too if you want. Right. Right. But again. Look at those ingredients. Right. It's nutrients. It's nutrients. Nutrients. Antioxidants. Nutrients. Well, look, I mean, I think, you know, you and I, as we always say, can just go on and on and on. Um, I've, I enjoy this so much, uh, getting us back just to talking about some things, getting the consumers, this information pulled from you uh, from the standpoint of somebody who I think 
you know, probably can not to say others can't. Um, but there's just so much information guys. The, I almost want to recreate all these conversations you and I have had because it has helped me in my life in terms of not just the, the business side, but as I mentioned, I'm a consumer too. Of course. You know, this is my favorite product that we have. I cannot li- ask these guys. I mean, no, I, I got alpha gym stashed in the bathroom in uh, no joke, like literally in the, cause I'm like, well, I'm always forgetting it. So I set them in places to be like, where am I? Cause I'm always running around. So like, Oh God, I gotta take my alpha. Did I take my alpha today? And it is the most important supplement that I personally take aside from protein and, and, and the other products we have. But that's what I want to be able to do is have these conversations, not just talk about like a 50 minute infomercial or anything like that, but it's about pulling the information that's rooted in how you formulated these things. The, 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 the basics and understanding of the science and the ingredients in the, in the research, but then also the use case of how it's going to help people achieve results. And I think this was yet another great episode that I feel really good about. And I think our consumers, anybody else who's listening is probably going to get a lot from this one too. <laughs> I hope, I, I hope so. Right. But yeah, I definitely well, hope so. I I'll let you, you guys, close out, Jim. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll close out by saying thank you guys uh, for watching and I hope the information uh, was helpful. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Jim. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. All right. Until next time, Jim and I are going to be back oh, yeah. many more times talking about many different things. So thank you all for the Gym Life Podcast. Until next time. See you guys soon.